One, two, three, four. All right. Um, you know this song is like 1969. It's a group called uh, Rare Earth. I think it's like 1969. Anyway, uh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Richard Nixon had just been, uh, uh, you know, elected president. They call that timeless classic. Timeless classic, John. Yes, yes, it is. It is. It is a for a one hit wonder. It was a timeless classic, indeed. Welcome back to the program. Two more hours, where our guest list includes uh, Jason, TJ, Chris, uh, and and all of you, because that's it's what I do. And and we debate and we disagree. It's fine. Just don't be just disagreeable. And uh, you know, I I go. I get. I know. I get into my feelings sometimes. Because you know, one thing about me, I'm pretty transparent. You can know when I'm excited about something and when I'm interested in something and, and then when I'm kind of like not, you know, like we have two questions on the table so far. One is the trade deadline for the NBA is coming up on Thursday. The Hawks last night, 141-134 overtime over the Golden State Warriors. They just beat LeBron and they just beat KD and they just beat Steph. They've got Kawhi coming in tomorrow night. We'll have that game for you beginning at 7 o'clock on 92.9 The Game. And the Hawks are kind of, you know, playing their best. Well, not kind of. They are playing their best basketball of the season. They're healthy, finally. And, you know, uh, what, what are they going to do with the trade deadline now? Are they going to actually go, you know what, we're going to roll with this. Let's see where it takes us. They might. And you can tell by my inflection I'm a little bit excited about the Hawks because I've been a Hawks fan since forever, okay? And so, well, I've been an Atlanta fan since forever. And uh, so I'm kind of excited about that. I'm kind of excited for the news conference tomorrow with Raheem Morris live on Sports Radio 92 on the game. The introductory news conference at 2 o'clock. He's got his coaching staff in place. I'm excited about the future of the Falcons. I think the Falcons have, you know, I was talking to the caller Eddie, um, and I'm glad he agreed with me. When we look at uh, Drake London and Kyle Pitts and B. John Robinson, <coughs> just to name those three because they've been the last three number one picks. And pardon me. Um, there is something going around town. I don't know how many of you have bronchitis. I've been fighting it for almost two weeks now. So pardon me for every now and then. Uh, but anyway, um, the, the, there's a team in the NFL that wouldn't take one of those three guys right now today. Hey, do you want Bijan? Yes, we want Bijan. Hey, would you like Drake? Yes, we would like Drake. Hey, would you like Pitt? Yes, we would like Kyle Pitts. Any team in the, any team in the NFL would take any of those three guys immediately. I mean, immediately. What do you want for them? I mean, they, they're, they're sought after because they're that good. And that's not even counting Tyler Algier and CP84 and, and Jonu Smith and all the other weapons this offense has. You just got to get the trigger guy right. So the question for the Hawks is, are they uh, – well, I want to make sure I get it right here. Well, what will the Hawks do by the trade deadline? That's question number one. Do you think they'll stand pat now, or do you think they'll still trade DeJounte, who had the game-tying bucket last night after two game winners – in the last week or a half or so. And uh, what do you think is the Falcons' new coaching staff, are they gonna, how confident are you they're going to get this right at that quarterback position? Because five weeks from today, legal tampering begins. That's the start of free agency and then a couple of days later. But really, when legal tampering opens, that's when free agency really begins, okay? Even though, uh, you know, you could cheat now, legal tampering, and then in a couple of days, when free agency opens, you can announce, well, everybody's, when the free agency opens, all they're doing is going, yeah, everything, every rumor you heard Rappaport talking about, that Schefter was talking about, it's true, here we're signing this guy, okay? So free agency starts, even though it doesn't really start, but it does, on March the 11th with legal tampering, okay? 
It's the silliest thing in the NFL. Anyway, so uh, because everybody was doing it, so they said, well, just make it do this tampering legal, and, and then, but we'll really enforce if you try and tamper before that. Well, okay, why didn't you? All right, that's another question. Why didn't you? All right, again, another question. Uh, so uh, March 11 is uh, legal tampering free agency opens, okay? If you're the Falcons, you have between free agency opening about six weeks to the draft, which is April 25th in Detroit. How much of a risk do you run in in not being able to trade up because nobody at one, two, or three wants to trade down? They're not. They're like, no, we're not trading out uh, for Caleb Williams. Nope, we're not trading out for Drake May. Nope, we're not trading out for Jaden Daniels. And you're sitting there at eight, going, well, we really value Michael Penix, but some jabroni decides to up and, and jump you, you know. And here comes jabroni, you know, poof, and you know, here comes Tampa and saying, hey, we're going to mess with you guys. Uh, we're trading up to six. And we're taking Penix. Oh, okay. okay. What do we have left, guys? Well, Tyrod Taylor's out there. Uh, 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 West Star Ritter. Because that's what you're looking at. So I I don't think you can take that chance. Setting aside the fact that I want you to use eight on a a rush edge on Dallas Turner versus somebody like that, I, I just don't think you can take the chance that if the top three aren't going to move, and I see no indication that the top three are going to move, I think you've got to go into free agency. Kirk Cousins is coming off at Achilles. He wants two years and $90 million. That, that, you want to talk about what's more high risk? Kirk Cousins off at Achilles for two years and $90 million guaranteed versus a, a rookie at quarterback. I, 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 don't, I honestly don't know. They're both really high risk. That's why I keep circling back and circling back to this whole conversation about Justin Fields. Now, Jeff, previous caller, said, point of fact on the air, Justin Fields sucks. He may. Maybe he does suck. And, and I'm seeing something that I'm not seeing. And, and he, by the way, Jeff, Jeff may be right. Justin Fields may just suck. But, you know, I think I'm at this point, if, if the quarterback room is Justin Fields and Desmond Ritter, I'll, I'll roll that dice over – Kirk Cousins and Desmond Ritter over who the hell rookie and Desmond Ritter because I don't know. And, I mean, Spencer Rattler and Desmond Ritter, Bo Nix and Desmond Ritter, J.J. McCarthy and Desmond Ritter, I I don't know. Let's go to Jason here. Are they going to get it right? And uh, are the Hawks, what, uh, are the Hawks going to stand pat? Or what should they do here at the trade deadline on Thursday? The two questions in front of us. Hey, Jason, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, man. What up? Uh, I'm not really sure what the Hawks would do. I'd say they're probably going to stand pat. And about the Falcons quarterback situation, all I can say is uh, Desmond Ritter is not the answer. I don't know which direction they'll go. I hear what you're saying, and I do think that maybe Justin Fields would be a step up. Couldn't do much worse, right? Well, I mean, you know, Ritter's not the worst quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he's bad. He's not the worst. Um, but, you know, does, does the – Jason, does the staff here, do T.J. Yates, a quarterback coach, Zach Robinson is the offense coordinator, Raheem Morris is the new head coach, do they look at Ritter and are they are they able to say, look, we can uh, we could teach the fumbling out of him, we could teach the – because there, there was one thought here, Jason, and the thought was that Arthur Smith's offense was too complex. And it was so complex that that the quarterbacks would get confused. He and Heineke would get confused at times as to where to go in the offense, which had 
too many moving parts, that simplifying the offense would allow Desmond Ritter to shine. I don't know that that – by the way, that's only one thing I heard. I can't verify that. It was just something that was told to me by somebody that I trust. Well, this is, this is obviously a joke, but maybe we could check in with the Kansas City Chiefs after the Super Bowl and see if they'll uh, trade uh, Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey for uh, Desmond Ritter and uh, Kyle Pitts, but just keep Taylor Swift over there in Kansas City because we don't need her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, right. Uh, well, yeah, be prepared for another week of that. Thanks, Jason. Do appreciate the call. 404-726-0929. We go to Chris. He's on with John. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, John. It's been a minute. How you been doing? I've been doing fine. I've been just trying to figure out, you know, <laughs> I understand that Michael Penix. So the, the back story here is yesterday yeah. at the Senior Bowl, Michael Penix opts out of the Senior Bowl game. Uh, he yeah. says he doesn't want to risk injury. But in the practices down in, in Mobile, uh, he lights it up. And so his, his stock is going up. And now a whole bunch of teams are looking at – the Falcons are in a race now, it seems to me, for uh-huh. Justin Fields and Michael Penix with multiple teams. And if you just sit there at eight, you may get jumped. And if you don't make a move for Justin Fields, what are you going to do at quarterback? Are, are you comfortable that they can get the best out of Ritter if they get locked out of uh, the draft and are forced to take Spencer Rattler in round three? <laughs> hey, man, I, I like the way you put all that. Uh, I, I, I think if you remember, man, and, and plenty of people, I call in a bunch of shows. I'm a D. Ritty, uh, Desmond Ritter fan. Um, something, but, but I'll get to the quarterback I'm looking for us to take. But just to hit on D. Ritty, you said something. T.J. Yates is a quarterback coach. One thing that I found as odd and struck me as really weird is that Ritter didn't have a quarter, or the, the whole room didn't have a quarterback's coach, especially when you've got a first-year starter. It would seem to me that you would have carved out somebody uh, to walk around, you know, walk around with him, coach him, be with him every step of the way. So well, think- no, 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 wait, wait, hang on, Chris, hang on, Chris. I want to be fair. I want to be fair to the previous staff. Dave Ragone was the offensive coordinator, but he didn't call the plays. That was Arthur Smith. And Ragone, as a former quarterback, acted as the de facto quarterback coach. Well, okay, okay, so okay. Well, you cleared that up. I'd never heard that, or that was getting around. You know, you've heard. I've heard a few of uh, the commentators. You know, uh, jocks on the radio station and other people nationally say that. Okay, all right, I stand corrected. Uh, but to get to the point of of uh, the quarterback coming in with Coach Ra. Man, I, I I was looking at Fields. I like Fields. He's young. I think he's got a bad knock with the Bears. Their overall handling of that, you know, the upper brass of that whole uh, organization and the team the past five, ten years has not been spectacular. I like Russell Wilson. If we can get him, I'm hearing that the the Broncos will have to take most of his salary. We might get him. I don't know. I heard the morning shift talking about two to three million a year. We might have to pay him or whatever. But he went 26 and eight touchdowns to interceptions, and he won five games in a row. And last year when he had Coach Buddy Hackett, shout out to Big Hugh, that was a problem. So I I, I could see Russ coming in here, and we could take 26 and eight, 3,500 yards passing, and we could go to the playoffs, man. Oh no, I'm all I'm all in on Russell Wilson, Chris. I, I okay. it's just the question is the question has been how much money he's owed. I think forty five million next year and fifty million the year after. Uh, how right. much money is Denver willing to, to 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 chew on here? You know, in terms of and that. But the, now the only thing with with Russ is that I think that all right, I'm going to get this wrong. Um, I, and I want to make sure I get it right because the, there's okay. the post June there's the post June one designation right. Uh, and right, uh, right. That, which has to do with the salary cap, but I'm trying to remember which side of June 1st. I think it's 
it, it behooves the Broncos to get rid of him prior to June 1st, June 1st. for salary okay. cap reasons because okay. something kicks in after June 1. Right. And One so last thing. Oh, I just wanted yeah, to, yeah, I, so if they're going to make a move for Russ, I, look, I'm all good with it if you can make it work out. Yeah. One last thing, man, and I'll, and I'll go back to when Tim Tebow came to the Broncos and he led him on that, that playoff charge when Lamar Jackson came to the Ravens and he took over for Flacco. And then when Tom Brady was with the uh, Buccaneers and he went into Bruce Arians' office, whoever we bring in here as quarterback, run and play to his strengths. Don't try to do something or fit a, a, a square into a, a, a round hole or, a, or a, a round peg into a square hole. Run what the quarterback is comfortable doing. We got two running backs on a rookie contract, and let's go win the division next year. Thanks, John. Yeah, I'm all with you, Chris, here. Kay, Gerald, and Owen, hang on. Quick break here, and we'll get back to you. I've, I've always said this. You know, the coach walks in and a basketball coach sees he has, uh, hey, I'm the new coach. I've got five seven-foot-three guys. All right, guys, we are going to be a run-and-gun, three-point shooting team. But, coach, we're five seven-foot-three guys. I don't care. We're going to be a run-and-gun, three-point shooting team. But, coach, we, we can't shoot beyond four feet. That doesn't matter. You're going to do it my way. Yeah. That, that happens. Not saying it happened with the previous coach, but that happens. Kay, Gerald, and Owen are next on Sports Radio 9010. Well, if we could go back in time, um, get us a franchise quarterback, that would be a good thing, right? Exactly. Welcome back to the show. John Fricky with you. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the program, way back at 10 o'clock this morning, <clears throat> that um, February is a great month. I mean, so much going on in February. Everybody's doing something. we got pitchers and catchers reporting. Five days from now for the Dodgers and the Padres, and the Braves will be up uh, shortly after that. So we got Braves baseball. Uh, we got the Hawks and the trade deadline coming up, and the Hawks are hot. Tomorrow's going to be a big night, a uh, big day and night on the radio station at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, the introductory news conference of Raheem Morris as the new head coach. That will be live at 2, and then Raheem and the GM, Terry Fontenot, at 440 with uh, DMB. And then 7 o'clock tomorrow night pregame, 7.30 tip at State Farm, for the Hawks and the Clippers, and the Hawks going for five wins in a row after a thrilling overtime win over Steph Curry, who had 60 of them things last night, and a 141-134 win over the Warriors. So uh, all of that's going on in and around the Daytona 500, uh, first big golf events of the year, uh, NBA NHL All-Star game was last night, uh, again held in Toronto, which I don't understand. You you would think that the NHL would want to host uh, the All-Star game in a, in a city that had a professional team. And then you have the NBA All-Star weekend coming up. You've got uh, the, the Pro Bowl today or the Flag Football Bowl, which is a joke. But they're playing that thing today. The Senior Bowl was yesterday. And it goes on and on with big events that are going on throughout the uh, the month of February here. So uh, we got a lot to talk about, that's for sure. Everybody playing baseball, football, basketball, hockey, soccer, because uh, uh, MLS preseason is underway. It's all going on. There's nothing that doesn't happen. February, an underrated sports month. Everybody says, oh, you know, the Super Bowl's in February. Yeah, well, but look at everything else that's in February. I mean, it's just it's nonstop between auto racing and everything. Everything kickstarts in February. So it's a, it's a great month to be talking about sports here. We're talking about two big things in town today. The uh, Hawks uh, off that win last night. What should they do now with the trade deadline looming on Thursday? Should they, should they go ahead and trade DeJounte Murray? Because, again, last night, DeJounte played like butt most of the game until the final four seconds when he hit the game-tying basket and then into overtime when he hit two really critical baskets to jumpstart the overtime win 
And he's been clutch lately at, at the end of games for you. He's been the most clutch player. It's like, remember when the Hawks used to play uh, A.J. Griffin, like last year? <laughs> when he was actually playing? He doesn't play no more. Uh, I don't know why. He just doesn't. Uh, Quinn Snyder sits him on the end of the bench, and he takes up a spot. He, yeah, he's still on the team. Uh, he, just, he just doesn't play. Um, and so uh, he would hit, like, these game winners, and we, oh, A.J. Griffin's going to be great. And, and now he didn't play at all. So uh, but uh, what are they going to do? Are they going to make a trade? Are they going to move? Are they going to actually bring somebody in? Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. I'm kind of curious what you think on that. And do you think the staff with the news conference coming tomorrow with Raheem Morris – and I mentioned this earlier because do you think the staff's going to get the quarterback right here? That's what I'm asking you at 404-726-0929. The D-led uh, the, uh, from the AJC, D. Orlando Ledbetter, gets the first question. And I said to him, please, D-led, uh, this is me to you. Do not ask an open-ended question. Coach, what's your uh, game plan for quarterback? Don't ask him that because he's going to dodge. Well, I'm going to meet with Terry. We're going to go over some of the uh, tape and we'll talk to some of the agents and We'll see. Free agency's coming up. We'll make a decision. We'll let you know. And that's because that's what you're going to get. You know, you're going to get a, a blow off. The question is, hey, coach, if I'm asking it, uh, Coach Morris, how confident? I want to know how, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that you could start a rookie that you draft at quarterback game one this season and win? Uh, uh, well, we're going to get with Coach Fano, which he may, he may do. He may just dodge it. But at least I ask him a direct question. I'm going to go, that's not the question, Coach. How confident are you, 1 to 10, that you could start a rookie at quarterback and win? Because here's the problem. In the NFL, the, in the NBA, the draft comes first, then free agency, which a lot of people in the NFL have said that that's what they would like to see. That the NFL has it backwards that the NFL does free agency first and then does the draft. Because if you if you don't go out and get what you need in free agency, there's no guarantee that you'll be able to get it in the draft, right? Because there's no guarantee at eight that Michael Penix is even going to be there. E- even if you say Michael Penix is the quarterback, some again, some jabroni like Tampa may just jump up and take him at number six, and then there's no Caleb Williams, no Drake May, no Jaden Daniels, no Michael Penix, and you're down to, oh, I guess we can get Spencer Rattler in round three, and that's what you got. So you're taking a – you are you – know, Mama needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> you know, rolling the dice up there in the, in the alley up against the wall there. Uh, so I think you've got to go into free agency and do something. I don't know that Kirk Cousins is the answer. Maybe Russell Wilson is. Maybe trading for Justin Fields is. I think you're taking a big risk. Oh, we'll just trade up to one, two, or three. I got news for you. One, two, or three aren't trading down. Okay? They're just not. Uh, well, then we'll trade up to four. Oh, did I lose K because I talked too long? Darn, K, call me back. I wanted to hear from you. Sorry about that. Let's go to Gerald here. K, do call me back. Get into your calls. Hey, Gerald, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, John? Um, I was listening to you. I got two points I want to touch on here. First, with the Hawks, there's uh, you spoke on the NBA draft. The NBA draft is uh, I do like that it comes, you know, after free agency for the NBA. The only difference is though is the lottery, right? The Hawks when they when they sucked, right? When they were in the place where they could actually get that overall number one pick. They couldn't, right, because the, the lottery, right, it's all by chance. So it's a situation where the Hawks are really in purgatory. What you need right now, you can't get. You need you a four or a five who is big, 
uh, has offensive skills and can defend. And that just doesn't exist right now at the trade deadline. So whoever you trade for, I mean, at this point, it's not going to make a difference in the season. Um, we talk about the Atlanta Falcons. For me, it's really simple. It's all contingent upon what Chicago does, right? If Chicago decides, hey, we want Caleb Williams, then no matter what, the Falcons have to get Justin Fields. Like it doesn't. There's no other path other than Justin Fields. But the Hawks are in the. I mean, excuse me. The Falcons are in a really good spot because at the end of the day, you can still end up with a Russell Wilson. Is that? Is that new shiny toy? No, it's not a new shiny toy. We have to see what the salary is going to look like, what Denver is going to want to do. But at the end of the day, the Hawks are not – I mean, excuse me, the Falcons are not in a bad spot. They can get either a rookie in the top ten, right, or you go the free agency route or you trade, right? But it, it all depends on what Chicago does. It's not that many quarterbacks. Uh, Gerald, Gerald, hang on, hang, hang on here. I think you've got your dates mixed up here. And you're, you're, this is why we're talking about it. Free agency opens in five weeks on March 11th, okay? Right. Right? Okay, so free agency in the NFL opens on March 11th. If you don't go get a free agent quarterback, the draft is until April 25th, six weeks later. So now you're left, if you don't get a Russ Wilson, a Kirk Cousins, if you don't trade for Justin Fields, you're, 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 you're down to... You know, nothing. There's literally nothing below those three guys. I mean, when I say nothing, I mean, what do you want? I mean, maybe Gardner Minshew. Maybe the factors you're not thinking about, though. The fact of the matter is, is that Denver Denver knows that salary for Russell Wilson is ridiculous, right? They know that NFL teams are going to wait as long as possible when it comes to Russell Wilson to see if, if Denver ends up cutting him. So you still have that in your back pocket. Russell Wilson is your contingency plan at the end of the day. Nobody's going to rush and go get Russell Wilson. Nobody's going to rush and do that. So you can no, wait. I understand that. that. Actually, not, not that might not take place to, until after the draft happens. No, no, I you're like, right. You're right about that. You're absolutely correct about that. That may not happen until after the draft happens. You're, but it may not. But you may not at all. I mean, we don't know. I mean, you're running a serious risk here again. If you don't do it in free agency, you know, I mean, what then? I mean, you're just going to hope that Michael Penix is there at the draft? Is that what you're – where are we at? If we go – if there's no free agent quarterback on this team and we go to April 25th in the draft, what is your hope here? That they, that they could trade I up, trade if up you, and get If you take away – if Caleb Williams goes to, uh, to Chicago, right? Drake May goes right. second, and then Jaden Daniels goes third. Right. Correct. At that point, you have teams that are in between us that could possibly want a quarterback. You know, you look at um, you look at a team like uh, uh, like a team like the Giants. Right. They may possibly want a quarterback at that point. Uh, um, they spent so much money on Daniel Jones, they're like kind of locked exactly, in on that thing. But exactly. So I, I mean, between between New England at three and you at eight, who, who's jumping you for a quarterback? Who who has the know, capital to jump into a quarterback? A lot of teams, Pittsburgh, uh, Tampa. I mean, there's a lot of teams behind you that have the capital to jump. A lot of them. All right. If that if that happens, then there's still a possibility that free agents are still available for you, right? If they're going to yeah, get but, that hey, quarterback, right. if they're jumping okay. up. Yeah. Okay. You. I, I got to do this. Hey, uh, can you hang with me for just a second here? 
Yeah. Go ahead and talk. Yeah, I, I'm going to look up because I want to get the list here. NFL free agent quarterback. I'm, I'm actually just going to – I'm going to Google during the show here because when I read you this list, uh, you're going to go, oh, my God, that's a bowl of suck. Um, no, I know. Because it is a bowl, it's a bowl of Taylor suck. And, 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 you know, yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's it's horrible. It's a – let's see here. True enough, this, but uh, if, I mean – all right, let's see here. So if this Caleb is how Williams it's – here, here, wait, hang on. Okay. I got it. I got it, okay? So you got Kirk Cousins, okay? Ryan Tannehill. This is uh, ranking them according to Sport Track. Kirk Cousins, one. Ryan Tannehill, two. Jacoby Brissett, three. Tyrod Taylor, four. Marcus Mariota, five. And it gets worse from there. Sam Darnold, Jameis Winston, Drew Locke, Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater's retiring, Tyler Huntley, Josh Dobbs, Easton Stick, Nate Sudfeld, Blaine Gabbard. Am I am I hitting on anybody you want to be the starting quarterback of the Falcons? Of course, that's a horrible list. All <laughs> There's right. no denying that. That is a horrible list. But you do have to factor in that two of those quarterbacks become available in Justin Fields and Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, and then from I mean, if those if those free agents don't go to any of those teams like Steelers, right, um, like uh, um, some of the other teams that are quarterback needy right now, I mean, is is would the Falcons really be the odd man out, right? You, you're looking at four quarterbacks in the draft that could possibly be starters, right? Right. And then you're looking at potentially four quarterbacks that are available via free agency or trade. Right, that's that's eight quarterbacks right. in total. No, 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 no. I, I, so, okay, let, let's 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 talk about that because I think it's a fair point. Let's then let's go through that list, Gerald, and and I appreciate this call. All right, so you got eight total, right? Four in the draft and four in free agency that are worth a damn. Okay, they could start for you, right, Gerald? Tell me, Gerald's still here. Gerald, call back because I want to I, I want to go through this with him. Um. I'll take Owen, but I'm going to go back to the aid of Gerald. Gerald, call back because I want I want to go through this list with you. Um, Owen, let's go to Owen. Hey, Owen, welcome to the show. Hey, guy, what's going on? Um, I'm a season ticket for both of these teams, man. And this year, man, it's been it's been kind of like a heartache. I'm gonna start with my I'm gonna start with the Hawks first. First of all, the Hawks need to leave Dejounte alone. The last couple of games, this guy can take over a team. He's not the problem. I don't understand what people saying that him and Trey can't play together. I don't see what they're saying because both of these guys can take over a game, and you need that. If we get rid of Dejounte, then Trey by himself again with with the double team. From what I'm seeing that the Hawks need, we need some defense. There are two teams that really play defense in the NBA to me, and that's the Heat and the Knicks. And we don't play in the defense. We don't get loose balls. That's killers. We don't get rebounds. We don't hit open shots sometimes. And all these things are killing us right now. Anytime, and it's not our offense. Anytime you can score 130, 143 points, you should win a basketball game. That's when we've been giving up 148 points. So it's not the offense. It's the defense, guys. I don't know why everybody is getting on here saying we need scoring and we need shooters and all that. It's not our offense. It's the defense that's letting us down. That is what I'm seeing with the Hawks. So I'm looking at either Hunter leaving here or Capella here leaving here. We're getting us a couple of defensive guys 
that can go along with Trey and, and DeJounte. That's what I'm seeing here. And as far as the, uh, us winning four in a row, I'm going to game tomorrow, and I think we can beat the Clippers. But this thing has got to be got to be sustained. We got to have sustained winning. We can't have streaks where we win four and then we lose ten. Uh, that, that, that's out. Now we we we. I think we're gonna make a trade, but it's not gonna be Dejounte. He's. I don't think he's going anywhere. And and the coaches already lobbied and said that he doesn't want Dejounte to go nowhere. I think he fits in great here with Trey. Both those guys. They double team. They take turns. One ain't hot. The other one can take over. That's what I'm seeing with, with the Hawks. As far as the Falcons, we got to roll other dice here. Okay, we got we. If we want to win, I feel like we got to go and get us a veteran quarterback. Because either way it goes, if you look at it, we get a veteran quarterback. The veteran quarterback is going to be here with us for about three three years probably. You go get a a, a, a rookie quarterback. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have some growing pains, guys. So you got to pick one of the two evils. Either you're gonna go and get Justin Fields, or you're gonna go get Russell Wilson. I wouldn't mess with Cousins. He's damaged good. He's. But those are the two guys I would go and get if I was if I wanted a veteran quarterback. If you're not gonna get a veteran quarterback. You better make sure you go and get you one of those good quarterbacks in the draft. And also, and you, can't be, you, can't be, you can't be certain of that. Is I, and, and that's what I'm saying. Either way it goes, you don't. We don't know what's certain. So, well, the best thing for the Falcons to do, we need to do the right thing. Though we need to go get us an edge rush. We've been getting skilled players the last three years. We need an edge rush. You don't never get enough edge rushes. We got to put some some pressure on those quarterbacks. Our defense came up this year, and I'm pretty sure that's what Raheem's going to come in here and do. He's a defensive guy. He's going to come in here and do the right thing and get some, some, some edge rushes in here. And nobody's pointed out what we're going to do about A.J. We might need some more corners. A.J. is a free agent. What are we going to do about him? So we got other problems than sitting up here worried about doing the right thing as far as getting a quarterback. Thank you for taking my call. All right. Do appreciate it, Owen. Thanks. Yeah, no, I, I kind of walked you through that, that they have seven, at least seven positions where they have starting uh, needs right now. Seven. Uh, quick break. Gerald's back. I, I, I got to go back over this list with him because I'm just kind of curious. We'll do that in a moment on Sports Radio 90 time the game. Uh, Sunday afternoon with John Fricke on Sports Radio 90 time the game. Previous caller, Owen, addressing both of our questions about the Hawks. What will they do at the trade deadline? I tend to agree with him uh, that the Hawks, well, he's 100% correct, the Hawks need defense. That the Hawks aren't going to trade DeJounte Murray now. I, I think that they're willing to play, play this out, but we'll see. Uh, again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong on a lot of things here. Um, as to the, the Falcons, uh, he's right that they have other needs, but none of them come remotely close to the need of quarterback. No, I mean, not even in the same universe. Uh, you know, he said, to, to correct one thing that Owen said, he said A.J. Terrell's free agent. He's not. Uh, the, the Falcons picked up his fifth-year option. A.J. will be a, a free agent after next year, and we'll have to address that. That'll be something we'll have to address. And we're talking about one of the top, what, three cornerbacks in the league or something? And, yes, we have to get somebody alongside him because Jeff Okuda didn't work out. And the Lions are probably sitting there going, we, we tried to tell you Jeff Okuda went Okay, fine, you were right. Uh, Gerald's back with us, and I want to go back here, and I'll get to you, Bobby and Chief, in just a minute here. So, Gerald, you were talking about the – you said the eight quarterbacks. Is that correct? Correct. 
I I only have seven. Who's the Who's the fourth veteran? So I'm looking at Justin Fields, right? Russell Wilson, right? Kirk Cousins, yep. And um, uh, uh, ooh, got a great, you got a good point there. I'm trying to think who's the. Uh, I don't, right, know. I don't ah, have a fourth. Okay. Okay. So so, so anyway, so we're done. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so we're now we're not, now we're. Okay, so we're down to seven. And, and you have to scratch Caleb Williams. You have to scratch uh, Drake uh, May. You have to scratch uh, Jaden Daniels. So now you're down to four because you're not touching those guys. Um, they're so going one, I'm two, three in the draft. Two quarterback needy teams, right? So I'm looking at about seven quarterback needy teams. Got Chicago. Well, I, well, I mean, I'm just saying that you. Okay, so, right. I mean, Chicago doesn't necessarily quarterback needy. I mean, but they want the number one player in the draft, right? So I'm looking at I'm looking at seven teams. I'm looking at Chicago. I'm looking at Atlanta. I'm looking at the Broncos. I'm looking at uh, New England, possibly, right? Definitely. And then um, maybe the Raiders. And that, that's about it on my list. If you can think of any anybody, oh, uh, maybe Minnesota, right? Well, Minnesota, yeah, without Kirk Cousins, Pittsburgh. So, Pittsburgh on the list. Saying, uh, you know, just doing the math, right? You know. I mean, I mean. I'm, I'm looking uh, at what, t- what's available on, versus who needs. You know, I mean, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, uh, Minnesota, but Tennessee on that list, right? Okay. I mean, so, and Ryan I mean, Tannehill yeah. would be my possibly that fourth quarterback that could start for you, right? Okay, I guess fine. I'll put Tannehill on the list. I guess maybe, you know, all right, okay, fine. I. I I'm like I wouldn't mm, want Ryan right. Tannehill if I know. Yeah, I know. I, know. Him, I mean, I know. think, yeah, I think that Arthur Smith would probably lean towards him. So, um, you, but you scratch the first three draft picks because those teams aren't trading the picks. Okay, so they're out. Okay. Uh, so now you're down to now you're down to uh, you know Michael Penix in the draft. Unless you believe that Spencer Rattler or Bo Nix or JJ McCarthy or anybody else below Michael Penix in the packing order. I would order, agree. My, Michael Penix is probably the last one available. To, okay. To, now, and, and and you understand that you're running a gigantic risk that somebody won't let the one of those teams like Minnesota or Tennessee or even a team that has a quarterback at the moment. So, I don't know what that is. Those teams aren't. Right. I don't know what happened there. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, we just got ourselves back. Anyway, uh, so I, my point is, is that I, I if you go to the draft and you don't have a quarterback, you you, you could sit there at eight. But you run the risk of being leaped for Michael Penix if he, you know, because Michael Penix is going to be a highly sought after commodity. He may go, somebody may trade up to four to get him. Uh, and so, unless you're willing to trade up to four to kind of lock yourself into one of the top four quarterbacks, which they may be, by the way, you know, and, and then you get a willing trading partner, and how much is that going to cost you? Boy, all of that is real high risk stuff. So, I, again, I, I'm not, because the NBA, again, the NBA does it, I think, right. Okay, the NBA does the draft, then they do free agency. The NFL does free agency and then does the draft. I wish they were reversed. Draft first, then free agency. Because if you go into the draft and you don't get what you want, let's say the Falcons were if, – if, if, this would not be a concern if the draft came before free agency for me. Because you could go into the draft, you could sit there at 8. If Penix falls to you, you could take Penix. All right, great. If he's not there and somebody leaps you 
or for some reason you go off him because you didn't like something, his knee injuries that he had, uh, things of that nature, then you can go to Dallas Turner and we'll still go into free agency and try and get a Russ. We'll try and get a, you know, Justin. We'll try and get a, you know, a, a, a Kirk Cousins. We'll try. We, we'll make a run in free agency to get a veteran quarterback in here, even if it's a Ryan Tannehill, even if it's a Jacoby Brissett. You know, what, you know, Gardner Minshew. I mean, we'll try and get somebody in here who can at least be better than maybe Heineke was in pairing him with Ritter. I mean, so I, you can make that argument. You know, you, again, you can make the argument. I'm not saying that that's perfect. I'm just saying you have to make the argument here. Because you, you have to be clear that you're not trading up to the top three and that Penix is a floater, and it may not be there at eight. But since the draft comes first, that's, that would work. But the draft doesn't, you know, it doesn't come first. It comes six weeks after free agency. So free agency starts on March 11. So I don't think you could take the chance in the draft. Otherwise, I don't want you sitting around with your hat in your hand. That's why my first question tomorrow at the news conference that I, I kept, keep telling you about, if I'm D-Led and D-Led's going to get the first question, I hope D-Led says, hey, Raheem, how confident are you that you can start a rookie at quarterback week one and win? And, and second to that, can I follow up, how confident are you that Michael Penix is going to be there at eight? And the answers are probably, I'm not sure and I'm not sure. Well, then what does that leave you with? That leaves you with having to go into free agency. Now you're looking at Kirk Cousins at two years and $90 million guaranteed. That's what he wants for a guy coming off an Achilles. You're looking at Russ Wilson, who has, I don't know how much money Russ Wilson got in his contract. $200 million? I mean, it's just, the, Russ Wilson's contract is ridiculous. Denver's going to have to eat a ton of the money. I get it. But still, at the same time, it's just it's ridiculous. And, and then you're looking at trading for Justin Fields. So I don't know where you go with this thing. It's not an easy question. That's why I'm asking you. Let's go to uh, Bobby. Bobby joins us. He's on with John. Hey, Bobby. Hey, how you doing, John? It's been a while. Good. Been a while. Um, you know something? It, it, you bring up an interesting point. First of all, if you go out and get a veteran quarterback outside of fields, who can move? And our offensive line isn't the best thing. You know what I mean? At all. If I want to do anything, I'm going to change the whole dynamic of my offense, and I'm going to go in a wholly different way. I'm going to go out and find me Kelsey in the draft, and I'm going to go right to the University of Georgia and draft Bowers. And put Pitts outside. Now you got a matchup nightmare. Bowers can catch anything. He changed your goal line offense. He changes your running game because you're going to have to play some kind of matchup zone or doubling. It's going to leave Pitts and Landon open. You can throw to your backs out of the backfield. It's going to make your offensive line better. And it's certainly going to make your quarterback better because you can play some kind of ball control offense and pound them, put two tight ends in, then split one, put the other one in motion, and you got people running all over the field. And that's a guaranteed fact because I'll tell you what Bowers is. He'll play 10 to 15 years. He'll be a perennial all-pro. He's a Hall of Fame type. Look at the tight ends that are still left in the game, in the Super Bowl. They both have dynamic offenses because of their tight ends. We don't mention all right, so, their uh, running hey, 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 all right, 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 Okay, okay. Let's stop. Let's stop for a second because I got a couple of points I want to ask you. Number one is, so you're confident that if you were to draft Brock Bowers, that that Desmond Ritter would be better at quarterback. Any, whoever's quarterback. Well, no, we'll I'm just saying he's he's he's, he's saying not he's, he's not. All right, hey, hang on. He, he's not going to drop the ball under center. He's not going to throw it into double coverage and, and do an open linebacker in the rain in Carolina. He's not going to be running free to the end zone and have it stripped out of his hands. He's not going to make dumb plays. You're saying he, Brock Those Bowers by, like by – I agree with you. Those are issues that can be fixed. 
you know, uh, that didn't look good, but he is a rookie can't quarterback. Be fi- wait, wait, wait. If they could be fixed, why didn't they fix him last year? Well, it hey, wasn't like everything happened in the in the. They benched Rome him twice. Built in the day, John. You know All right, so I, I, here's here's question number two. Here's que- here's question number here's question. Ball. Okay, Bobby, here's question number two. All right, uh, how much are you willing to pay to trade up for Brock Bowers? Well, let's put it this way: if you're going to pick four quarterbacks before we pick, he may just fall there anyway. And if he does, he may kid up and he Iowa may. is just he about may. the same thing. He may. He may. Hey, you're right. You know he may. Saying? He may the fall. Kid up in right. Iowa. No, I know. Is about just the same thing. The tight end up there, and hell, they're breeding right. them up. There. So. Now, what what about uh, Rush Edge? Uh, what do we do there? I mean, we haven't we haven't addressed that yet. Well, you can get one or the other. If you're going to go get the quarterback, like people want to say, what are you going to say? What are we going to do at Rush Edge? So, really, that's irrelevant. What you want to do is change the change the dynamic of your offense. It's you not, it Bobby. Personal. It's not irrelevant. Bobby, pass rush is not irrelevant. Pass rush is I didn't the game. Say it wasn't irre- I'm not saying it isn't irrelevant. But if you draft a you quarterback, you said it was irrelevant. <laughs> Listen, you're wanting to draft a quarterback. So if you draft a quarterback, you're telling me what we do at Rush In matters if we draft Bowers. You feel what I'm saying? You're going to draft one or the other. So if you're not talking about getting a quarterback to help this team, then you're talking about a Rush In. I ain't heard anybody say they're going to use a first pick on a Rush In, including you, until just now. Well, you got to get a quarterback. I mean, that we got to get a quarterback. Hey, you have to get a quarterback. You can still I mean, you can, because they you do cannot go into the season with Desmond Ritter. You can still get you a quarterback as and use your draft pick for for Bowers. And now a veteran quarterback like a Kirk Cousins, but he can't move, can use that. Even uh, Russell Wilson can use that. You know, the thing that you want to do is one player that makes your football team that much. Okay, better. forget about Brock Bowers. Just to forget about it, Bobby, because that's not the discussion now. We're not there. We'll worry about that come the draft. I mean, we have to figure out. Brock Bowers does not. This team, Brock Bowers does not make or break this team. Quarterback makes or breaks this team. Let me well, ask you Yeah, there are a lot of players that make it better. That quarterback makes or breaks the team. Yeah, but here's what I'll tell you about what's coming out of the draft. And every year in a draft, with a quarter, when you talk talking about quarterbacks, 80% right. of them fail. 80%. I know. You know I'm aware of this. Always get that kid down in Texas. You know what I'm saying? Of the four best quarterbacks still that, that could be drafted, I can't sit here and say two of them are Sherlock's to be great NFL players. Or even and we don't know which two. Right? No, you're right. And I mean, we and I appreciate it, Bobby. We don't know which two. I said that before. Of the quarterbacks, again, uh, of the four quarterbacks of Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix. One of them is t- going to become a star, okay? One of them is probably going to play for quite a bit of time. One of them probably going to be injured, and one of them is going to suck. And the question is, which one? You don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, because at this point, if I'm going to ask you, again, Bryce Young, number one pick in the NFL draft last year, quarterback from Alabama, is Bryce Young a uh, going to be a great NFL quarterback? My answer is no. I think he'll be a good NFL quarterback. Great? No. No, I don't think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to be great. C.J. Stroud? Now, C.J. Stroud could be great. But, yeah, it's no, it's all a crapshoot. I get this. But, again, we're not talking about – guys, do me one favor. The Falcons are not drafting a tight end. <laughs> I don't care how good he is. Quick break. Back in a moment on Sports Radio 9 to the game. <laughs> 